Okay, I don't have a hang of a lot of time left, but um, I feel very relaxed because I feel God has been ministering wonderfully this morning. So I feel our hearts are actually drinking in what God is, by His Spirit is doing. And, um, but we're going to continue with Colossians. Um, I haven't got too much longer to go on the book of Colossians. We're going to do from verse... Um, can we have that slide? Yeah. We're going to do from verse 7 to 17 in a short space of time this morning. Very simple, um, no, no deep teaching yet, just a good reminder of what God has done. And then we'll finish off um, chapter 4 in one go. So only probably about two more weeks left of this. Um, but it's a, it's a great book. And I haven't got time to remind you all about it, but young Christians learning from Paul. And it starts off, but I want to start off by just saying the following. Um, when Christ is king of somebody's life, there is a change that takes place. There is a complete change. And the kingdom of God, the, the kingly rule of God, the way of God suddenly becomes your internal reality. And it's, it, it starts to affect your little orbit, you know, your little orbit of life. In, in, in the family, in the business, the workplace, the home, just it, it starts to affect it, that orbit. And the kingdom of God comes inside when Christ is king. And there's fruit to that kingdom. There's an experience of that kingdom. And if there isn't an experience of that kingdom, then it's possible we're not yet born again. Because unless you're born again and have this fresh start, you'll never enter this kingdom, Jesus says. And this way of seeing God's way and understanding God's way and experiencing God's way. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump ahead here. Um, oh yeah, let me just say this first. When, when this kingdom is your reality, you start to live in a way that you seek that kingdom first. It's, it's number one. It's like, okay, God, I've got this, this situation with my finances. What do I do? What does God want me to do? That's the experience when the kingdom is here. You, you suddenly go, I want to know what God says. And you start to find out what God says about it. Holy Spirit, what are you saying about this? It's first. It's not second or third. You know that game you used to play? You got one phone call. Or if you go to prison, you got one phone call. Who are you going to phone first? Because some people don't phone God first. No, not that we phone Him. But it's like, it's like he's, he's third on the list because my Auntie Mary, she really knows or, or, or my mom, or my, no. What does the Holy Spirit say? Yeah. Kingdom first. Seek the kingdom first, and all the other stuff you need will come to you, Jesus said. So, just leave out the first part. No time for that today. We'll do that another time. See the second line? Colossians chapter 3, verse 7. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. So going back to last week, and shame, no, let me not say that. Let me just move on. Um, going back to last week, when we think about that old way of living, that old fleshly desire, just, just wanting to fulfill the cravings and desires of our appetites, whether they, um, just, it doesn't matter what they are, Paul said, once you were like that, but now you no longer. In other words, when you become a Christian, there was a then, and then there is a now. And the two don't look the same. I know inside my heart what changed here. Something changed radically inside my heart. 
And I know there's a now and there was a then. And Paul reminds these guys, you're new Christians, but I want to tell you, you've got a new way to live because you've been made new on the inside by the Spirit of God. There's a then and a now. It's not like we've just even emigrated to another country. We've changed worlds. This is next level immigration. We, we are now citizens of the kingdom of heaven. We understand God's way, whereas before we didn't have a clue. We were just pleasing ourselves. And then he says this, but now you must put them all away. I just love the way he talks about it. Just, just put them away. He doesn't say you've got to fast and, and, and you've got to climb to the, the highest mountain and not eat for 10 days and buy works of prayer. No, he just says you just should wake up and put them away. Because actually when you wake up now in this new, you have been born again. The old has gone. You have been made new by the Spirit of God. You have a new identity of the seed of the Spirit of God which is incorruptible. The old is gone. But what we do is, if you entertain the old, if you don't have faith that you have died with Christ and the old has been buried with him in baptism, then you're not living by faith and you will start to still act out like the old is still alive. But by faith you reckon yourself dead to those things. It is the just shall live by faith, not by climbing a mountain, but by faith, by believing what Christ has done has made you new. And he just says, put it away. It's like taking off your, your sweaty clothes in Durban at the end of a hot, sweaty day and throwing them in the laundry bin. Just put them away because you've been made new. Where's your faith? Church, where's your faith? Is your faith that you're not new? Have you got faith that you're not new? Or have you got faith that Christ has saved me by grace and I've been made new? And he says, just put that stuff away. Anger. Wrath. Okay, do I have to explain what anger is? Surely not. But you know, you can be angry like this. But wrath is not, wrath is not quiet and passive. Wrath, there's emotion in that anger. Jesus was angry once we can see clearly. When they, when they turned the temple into an ancient Wall Street experience, buying commodities, trading, selling, and he just turned their things upside down. He said, no, this is not how it's supposed to be. But it was a kingdom first anger, and, he, and he's angry at what they do. He's not angry at people. We, we get angry at people. And we say, you. Jesus doesn't go like you there. He just says, hey, Oaks, stop this. This is not right. But things like anger, wrath, man's anger does not bring about the righteousness of God. Every time, it's the truth. It doesn't. Just throw it away. It's not who you are anymore. Malice. That's just being horrible. Just being horrible to somebody. That's what it is. You're just not kind. You're just horrible. Slander. Just breaking somebody down. God builds up, but the old, the old creature just wants to break down. An obscene talk from your mouth. Christians, it's not, I don't know what, 
like it's, it, it's become more hip now to just talk a little bit more crassly because it's, hey, we're free, man. No, the, this, this fountain, the fountain of life, the fountain of peace, the fountain of God is within you now. So, so we don't talk obscenely. We don't talk like the world does. We've been made new. Just throw it off. It's not who you are. Do not lie to one another. <laughs> I, I, just, I, just, I just have to make a comment here. Uh, like, God does not never, ever lie. Ever, ever, ever. Because he, he is so secure and so full of love, He doesn't have to hide anything. The only time you lie is when you want to hide something. So you're fearful. You're anxious. You're embarrassed. It's never okay. It's, it's just not. It's, it's only a white lie. It's not, not really hurting anybody. Now, you know what the damage is this? When somebody lies, it's hard to trust them. And you know what a break of trust does? It breaks connection. So you pull back. And, and the goal of all relationship is connection. Connection with God, connection with your family, connection with each other. Do not lie because the old self, when it lies, it's breaking trust and there's a breaking of connection. And connection is the goal. Connection is the goal. Seeing that you put off dirty, put off that old thing. You put it off. It's just off. It's not who you are anymore. Seeing that you put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. You've been made new. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He has transformed you. And this newness, this new being, this, this, this newness of life is continually growing for you are God's workmanship. And he's always at work in you by his spirit. And he will complete that good work that he begun. And it's being transformed from one degree of glory to another. As you behold Jesus and are washed over by his truth, you are no longer that person. You have been made new. Where is your faith? Where is my faith? Is our faith that I'm a new creation. And I've just got to put off that old self and be reminded that I'm a new creation. I'm being renewed in knowledge after the image of my creator. My Christian, your destination is 100% sure. You have been predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. That's what Paul says in Romans. It's, it's 100% guaranteed. Just remain God's workmanship. That's your destination, 100%. So hallelujah, that's the old in the laundry bin. This is the new. And remind yourself every day. If you don't remind yourself, there's no knowledge washing over your brain and your heart and your mind and your being. I, rem I, I remind myself, I say, thank you, God. I've been made new. Thank you, God, for your amazing grace. Thank you, God, for newness of life every day. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave-free, but Christ is all and in all. In this new being, this new creation man. So then I paraphrase it. Here there is not Indian or white, Asian or black or colored, and you could keep on adding on there. No middle class, rich or poor. No party politics separating us or job defining us, but Christ is all and in all. In this family now, in this newness of life, 
There's no separation because of class or culture or race or job. Or if, if your job makes you feel superior to somebody, we ought to repent. That means change the way you think. If your skin color makes you feel better, you ought, we ought to repent. Because in Christ, it's just about Christ who's all in all. That's the old way of thinking. Let's throw it away. Rubbish bin. And put on. And I, and I like this part because actually this part now, Paul, um, and we'll take a couple more minutes of this part, is, is, is this is like a reminder of the new covenant now. So all that other stuff is good, but, but he starts to highlight now that this newness of life is, is not like the old. It's far superior. So what's the old covenant famous for? The Ten Commandments. Eight of those commandments are do not, do not, do not, do not, do not. The new covenant, when you listen to Jesus, when you listen to Paul, when you read the scriptures, of course there's a couple of things like do not commit sexual immorality, do not lie. But there's so much of, but I'm going to awaken you to what I've called you to do. I've called you to be somebody new, and I've called you to do some amazing things. And it's a do rather than do not kind of covenant. It's an empowering covenant for you to fully become who God created you to be. Not to live less than, not to feel heavy. For Christ's yoke is easy and it's light. It's empowering. And he says this, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. Always remind yourself that you are holy and beloved. You don't always feel holy, but you are holy. Because the blood of Christ made you holy. It's a fact. Compassionate hearts. Put on then compassionate hearts. Put off malice. Put on compassion. You know what a compassionate heart is? It's a heart that feels for others. It was mentioned earlier, I don't know if Dane said it or Cam said it or somebody said it or Susan, about heart of stone, heart of flesh. Compassionate heart. It feels for other people's situations. It's not a heart of stone. Like I said, God is not a block of granite. He's a God of compassion and mercy and empathy. And that new heart is ours. Compassion. Kindness. Smiling at somebody isn't really being kind, that's being friendly. Kindness is when it translates into something that helps somebody, when they don't expect it. Wow, they just, they just stopped, came out of their way and helped me. That's kindness. And this new heart is kind. It looks for opportunity for the kingdom to come in somebody else's life and not just yours. This is a heart that cares for those around you. Just how can I help you? Humility. This is a heart that's not arrogant or boastful or entitled. I'm going to go back to this thing. If you feel entitled to going to the front of the queue because of who you are, that's not humble. It's like, I'm like everybody else. But I actually I'm not because I have Christ in me I'm born again but I act like I'm that's what Jesus did Jesus was this the fullness of the deity dwelt bodily and yet he just acted like everybody else didn't act superior didn't show off that's humility 
You know who you are and you know what you carry, but you don't have to prove it. You're just here to serve and love. Meekness. Okay, it's a word we don't use. Hey, you're such a meek person. It's like, yeah. And <laughs> tell me I'm a meek person. Uh, I want to be a lion. It's like, what, meekness. This just means there's a, there's a gentleness about you, you know. If somebody is sharing with you something, they find a tenderness. They find a heart that's embracing, a heart that's welcoming, a heart that listens. That's, it's gentle. Jesus was like that. Anybody could tell him anything without feeling judged or pushed away. Patience. And I, I should have linked these two. Bearing with one another. Patience, bearing with one another. This is, this is what the new creation man is like. It, but, like you only have to bear with somebody if they're not perfect. So guess what? He says, bear with one another because you're not perfect. I'm the perfect one. So have patience with each other. Bearing with one another in love. Giving a, a lot of grace. Because a lot of grace came my way. Let that same grace flow out of me to you. Grace I've received freely. Grace I give freely because I'm a new creation man. I don't have to be impatient with you. Yes, it's the fourth time I've had to speak to you. In my humanity, I'm getting to the rev, the, the, that rev counter's zone to move more towards the red zone, but, but the, the life of the Spirit of God in you enables you beyond your own ability. That's what grace is. Grace is enabling, it's empowering beyond your own ability to bear with each other in love. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so also you must forgive. Hey, we're not perfect. So we are going to make mistakes. And you are going to, if you get to know me for long enough, you're going to be disappointed in me, sadly. Probably vice versa. <laughs> but, but the reality is this. When Jesus spoke about this, before he died on the cross, he, he says to them, hey, if you want God to forgive you, how can, how can you think God, God must forgive you when you can't even forgive somebody else? You need to learn to forgive somebody if you want God to forgive you. Then Jesus dies on the cross for the sins of the world. And so forgiveness is now given through the cross. So now when Paul writes it, he says, hey guys, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. You have been forgiven, so forgive. Because you now are of Christ. You're now born again. You now are of His seed, incorruptible. You have a new being, so you can forgive. If any Christian says, I can't forgive, then they're simply not living out of their new identity. They don't have a revelation of the power of the cross. I mean that. If you can't forgive, then go, God... Help me to see the power of Christ's sacrifice. And let that truth wash over you. It will renew how you think. And the power of God, the grace of God will enable you to forgive. The problem with unforgiveness is it is a toxin. Spirit, soul, and body. 
your human body, the cells of your body are physically affected by the toxin of unforgiveness. It, it, it changes the whole status quo of how this body is supposed to work. The new age people will call it negative energy or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's true though, I'm telling you. A lot of disease is triggered by emotional trauma or exacerbated by or catalyzed by. Let me say it like that. When you're not forgiving, you're just hurting yourself, really. Um, and above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. He says, guys, you've got, you've got access. You've got 24-7 access to this incredible love of God always. I want you to live in it. Love is what keeps everything going together. Love. Love that covers a multitude of sin. And the last one. And let, oh, there's two of them. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body. Peace of Christ. The Prince of Peace, if you're a Christian, is here. So peace is your portion. The moment peace is gone, it's just reestablishing the truth again and you will have peace. That's all it is. It's reconnecting with the truth of God and what He said and having faith in what He's done and there's peace. Peace no matter what. Peace that surpasses understanding. You don't need to understand in order to have the peace. This peace comes in spite of a lack of understanding. I want to get to the bottom of this, man. I'm running out of time. And be thankful. Thankfulness. Oh, gosh. You have no idea how powerful thankfulness, thankfulness is. Thankfulness, I'll say this, thankfulness opens doors. It just does. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, not, not the word, and, and I love all the scripture. I read all the scripture all the time, but he says that the word of Christ, because Christ is the revelation of God. He is the gospel incarnate and in what he did. Let the word of Christ dwell in you and teach and admonish each other. But you know what Christians do? The moment somebody says to you, hey, names, you know I would prefer it if you thought, don't judge me. <laughs> if you're feeling judged, then you're insecure. Then you don't understand love. I need this lady to call me out on some things. And I need you to call me out on some things, as long as it's done in love. If it's not done in love, <laughs> don't. But when it's done in love, Teach and admonish each other with the word of Christ that dwells in you. The word of Christ shapes us. And sing spiritual songs and beautiful things to each other. And whatever you do, here we go. And whatever you do. <laughs> what, what we did this morning is singing spiritual songs to one another. Encouraging each other, exhorting each other. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Kingdom one. Whatever you do on a Friday night, whatever you do at work on Tuesday at three, whatever you do in word or deed, do it for the glory of Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And celebrate this new life that you have in you.